Yo, this is BRG, and you're listening to the Three Count Podcast. Well, now, by now, you already know what this is. This is the Three Count Podcast. Now, into ring 201, and I'm your host, Clever Red Dog Miller. Now, man, that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, which by now you guys should do just like the Travel Chief and acknowledge me. You got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring today? You can find this man at NEW. You can find this man in pretty much everywhere, up and down the East Coast. AEW, you can find him at WWE. You can find him, you know, just if there's a promotion out there besides Limitless and Beyond, this man is there on it. So if you guys give it up for the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the victorious one. BRG. I hear the applause. I hear them. I hear it all. It's going crazy. There, the crowd goes mild because they're like half of them are like who, who. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what? The people that are in Connecticut, the people in Rhode Island, the people in Maine, the people in Massachusetts—they're all like BRG, BRG, or or they might be like we have you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it is okay. So let's let's hop like into it. So it's been a while since you and I like really got a chance to like sit down and like chat it up, right? Because we had you on two years ago, like when we first started the show, we brought you back, you know, with our debate show, and then we ran into each other for the first time at the wrestling open. <laughs> I was like, holy shit! Like, I, I was just thinking about it before we got on, and I was like, it's it's been two years since I like came on the first time and I was like, holy crap, like the world was completely shut up, shut down then. Like there was no wrestling going on. I'm like, wow. Like, I'm like, what am I going to talk about? And then I realized, holy shit, there's like a lot that's happened since I last came on the show. It just feels like it was yesterday though. That's the only thing. Yeah. And the, and the, the crazy part too, is we talked about that a little bit when we were at the wrestling open and I was talking about like, Hey, you know, we should bring you back on the show. We should talk and stuff like that. And you're like, yeah, dude, like a lot has happened. And I was like, I know. <laughs> it's like, cause you know, like you keep tabs on like the people that you like become friends with. Right. And the people that you kind of have like these relationships with and, and maybe not everybody will be your friend and not everybody's going to be like the, the, the relationship that you, that, you know, like you and I, like we have like, uh, you know, we have our relationship, but then we also like, we chatted up on the side, but the crazy thing is you never really, I don't know. It's weird. But then like you kind of keep tabs on people and you watch them like grow and stuff and you just watch them go everywhere. And you're like, Holy shit. Like, Look how great they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's dude, it's it's tough to believe that it's already like two years since like all this COVID stuff happened. Like I remember like the other day, I think it was like the first time uh I played poker, like like a really good in depth game since like COVID. And COVID during that whole quarantine period, I played poker every single night. It was to the point where I'm like, Holy crap, like I gotta remember like what's actually like how to play this or like how to like call up people's bluffs and stuff like that because i felt rusty when i played the other night and i was like jesus it feels like it was just yesterday that i was doing this every single day every single day and stealing all my friend's money (laughs) it is it is weird to like relearn things that you were doing like every day like i know for me like it's i i guess i feel like not too much changed in my life because like outside of like the outside of like quarantine right like I was still like doing stuff for the podcast. Like I was still like 
exercising in my house and I was still kind of like making sure that my daughter was going to school and stuff like that. So things kind of like didn't really change a lot. And then when everything opened, I was like, all right, well, now I've just changed my training from like, mm-hmm. like on YouTube to like in a ring and then into like into the gym. And it's like, but it was weird too, like getting back in the gym for the first time. Like I remember like the first day I got in the gym and was like lifting. I had my, I was like, I don't want to go lift. And I like, walked out like I walked in and then I just walked out and I was like yeah I'm not separate and I drove I remember driving home and I only lived like 30 minutes from the gym but I was like nah you know what we need to go do this so I drove back and then I was like just around people but I was like paranoid and I was like yo don't and stay over there <laughs> let me go lift and then once like uh once I got back in the ring and started working I was like all right bet like now we're now we're here we're starting to get things going again it was just weird just in general getting back into a ring and everything like, I remember I took, like, for me, it was six months that I didn't wrestle. And I remember the first time we did something, it was uh, Northeast Wrestling was doing, like, a, a campground show. And I was like, oh, sick. Like, I get to, like, wrestle again. But at the same time, I was like, this is the longest break I've ever taken away from wrestling. I don't know how my cardio is going to be. I don't know how anything's going to be. Like, I don't know. And people, are, like, who watch us, I don't know, like, what it's like to be in the ring. They're like, oh, well, that just means like his, like he's not doing cardio at the gym. He's not running. He's not doing anything like that. It's like, no, 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 no. The thing with wrestling is, is that no matter what your, um, your cardio is like based off of what you do in the ring and like your cardio, no matter how much cardio you do, there are days where you're going to be completely winded for no reason i remember i was talking with uh bobby orlando the other day about just like how it is so much easier to space out like a longer match than it is a shorter match because in shorter matches you feel like you have to go 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 and you don't have like a second to breathe so sometimes you like suck in too much wind and the next scene are like (laughs) like just coming back through the back after like five minutes you're like holy crap that was like a sprint but then, like, there's other days you can do, like, 20-minute matches, and, like, you're, like, I feel great. This is awesome. It's it's such a weird thing with wrestling. Like, you have to, like, your cardio only improves, like, the more matches you do. Yeah. And that so was the one thing I was worried. Does that mean no for people, like, that pay attention to the podcast? Like, if you don't know, cardio is everything, but in-ring cardio is, like, the most important thing because you do find a lot of people who – like gas out when they come out for their entrance, let alone the match. And I, I've well, seen it happen numerous times now, like since I've like started working and like traveling around and going up and down, like I've watched that happen to a lot of wrestlers and a lot of people who you would think would be like, Hey, yo, that person looks like they're in great shape. They should be laying. And they're like yeah. three yeah. minutes, in, not even to the match. They just came out for their entrance. They said, what's up to the crowd. They get in a ring and then they do like one yeah. when you can see it that they're like <gasps> dude so it's like i don't know if you know this or who anybody else knows who knows this but it's like you look back at like that match between bam bam bigelow and lawrence taylor like the man was gassed yep. at the end lawrence taylor was like he's a professional athlete like he literally works out for a living and he even was like gassed after his like one match which just goes to show like a toll that this stuff can take on you yeah it's definitely crazy but moving kind of forward ahead and like kind of like talking about it like you've had like a lot of things happen man like just a lot of shit going down and like 
it's something that I kind of want to tap into because it's, you know, one thing I love about this show is that like, I like, I like to go around and ask people who've been in the, in the sport and in the business a little bit longer than I have and just ask them for advice and stuff like that. And I've watched you kind of just travel and get to work a bunch of people. And I'm like, damn, look at BRG like doing this thing. So, you know, now we have back on the show, like, yo man, like one, how does it feel to be working like all these larger names? And then two, you know, we we got to chop it up at the wrestling open and you're right because the one thing i i do want to talk about too is like it was a five minute match and i was i wasn't gassed i was definitely excited that i got to work but i i feel like a lot of people would have just like thrown caution to the wind and done everything they could in five minutes and like not really told a good story and probably would have blown themselves up but yeah i don't want to talk about first like that uh you kind of blown up and then we can kind of talk about like the wrestling open stuff yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a thing this past couple of years have been awesome, especially 2022. Like this year, I really got like a good like motivator. I felt a lot better about myself as a wrestler after I wrestled Juice Robinson. Like that was probably like my favorite match I've ever done. I... You know, I, I, I like to stay humble. I like to, despite what people think about me, I like to stay humble and I like to always say, like, I can always get better. And that match, I remember being so excited for it, but also, like, deathly afraid of it because I'm like, I want to, like, I want to show that I'm good. Like, I want to show that I am, like, a credible wrestler. And at that point, especially in Northeast wrestling, like a lot of people hadn't really seen that side of me. They've never like really seen, they've seen me get beat up by legends and they've seen me get beat up by a lot of the local guys that are beloved there, but they hadn't really seen me like go with somebody like on the caliber of Juice Robinson. So that match was a real like shift for me to show that like, okay, yeah, like I am very entertaining, very charismatic and stuff like that, but I can still wrestle and I can still work. And even juice told me he's like great job he just told me you did great like you're awesome um and he put me over to to michael lombardi who's the um who's the owner of the company and he literally said like he did great he was awesome and that's not like something that like i tend to like not go into like details like that but like that's like one of those things where i look at it as a very pivotal point for me and for that match and for that outcome to happen, regardless win or lose, it was just a very good feeling. And it gave me a lot more confidence going into a lot of the other matches that I did this year. Um, like with Caster, uh, I worked Max Caster, I want to say back in June, June, May, along those lines. And I remember just thinking to myself, like along the same lines, like, okay, like I want to show that I am a good wrestler. And at that point, I had just started doing stuff with like a hobby horse and a goddamn uh, cowboy hat. So like there's people that don't take me seriously. So I had to like, again, do another one of those situations where I have to show people like, okay, yes, I'm entertaining. Yes, I'm charismatic. But at the same time, I can also wrestle. And I feel like that's always been like a story with my career, no matter like where I go. It seems to always start off with me showing that I can be very entertaining, charismatic, and then over time, people start to see like, okay, this guy can actually wrestle. Yeah, and in particular, I want to I want to dive into that, right? So the Max Caster match that you had, I watched that match, and I watched it probably like three or four times, man. 
And I truly enjoy like watching you because like you said, you are very entertaining and you are very charismatic. But what I love was the story behind it where you were like, I all I gotta do is waste 10 minutes and I can get yeah. this one case. And that's all I'm gonna do. And like there are points where like Max would want to tie up and you're out, you know, and you're out in the ring, yeah. you're fast to the crowd, and you could see like the crowd was trying to vibe, but it was like the moment the first strike happened and you took the first bump, and all of a sudden it was like, All right, now I got I'm getting in, I'm like selling, but also I'm like, here I am working Max Caster. Like yeah, it, I could definitely see like the two levels from when I first remember meeting you back in like 2020 to to now, and I was like, dude, like you've come like light years, right? So it's obvious that you know that match with Juice Robinson was definitely like the kicker for you because you're like, all right, I kind of believe more in myself and who I am, and I I definitely want to get you know more out of this than what I've been getting. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's a lot of the time. It's like it's a chip on my shoulder. Like I wasn't a ever told that I could do this. I was never told like you are made for this business. You are blah 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 blah. Like when I first started, like people like looked down upon me. And that's just always kind of been the chip on my shoulder for like years now. And so like don't get me wrong, like there's still some growing pains you have to go to through because when I started I was still like I'm like I'm a kid now, but I was even more of a kid back then. And, like, you know, maturity mistakes, like, all those things that you make when you're young, they happened to me while I was in wrestling. So I had to learn from those mistakes and just continue to grow from that. But at the same time, it was, like, a lot of people didn't take me seriously. A lot of people didn't think that I was going to get as far as I have gotten right now. Do I take as all my success that I've had this year, do I take that as, like, okay, what uh if like it ended tomorrow i can be at least satisfied i'll be at least happy with what i accomplished but the thing is i want more like no matter what i'm not satisfied with what i have because i always want more because i always believe that the more you want something the more likely it is gonna eventually happen to you and that's just been my thinking on it from the start. Okay, I've gotten to this point. Like, what can I do next? What can I do to get better? Should I be going to the gym more? Yes. Okay, let's start going to the gym more. Should I be eating healthy more? Yes, I need to do that. What I'm always looking at, what can I do to keep progressing and keep moving forward? Because I don't see, like, a finish line. I just keep seeing what's the next step. It's like adding a chapter after another chapter until like the book is like 10 feet tall. You just keep adding chapters to it until the book is literally like there's, there's nothing more you can write in it. Yeah. I think that's the one thing that like you and I kind of like, we have like this thing in common where we're just not, it's it. And by all means, like we definitely want to keep ourselves like to the grindstone and keep pushing. And it's not like we want to, we know that we're like getting better and getting stronger at whatever it is that we're doing. But the one thing I left on the like is like, when you look at your game, you're like, do I have holes in my game? And if I do, how do I sew those games up, sew those holes up, right? Yeah. And you work on them constantly. And it's one of those things that, like, it's it's that humble, uh, what sort of way I'm looking at it? It's like this 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 mentality that Modesty. you have, this mentality where you're like, all right, there's that missing, so I need to work on that. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing for me is, like, my one of my, like, not pet peeves, but one thing that, like, sometimes I get frustrated by really depending on the day um, 
is when I like ask somebody like, what did you think? And they're like, oh yeah, it was good. I was like, I appreciate that. I really do. Like, seriously. Um, when people say like good things, I'm like, awesome. But I always feel like I, I need, there, there's something there yeah. uh, like that I wish you did see so that I can at least work on it. Because I don't, nobody bats a thousand. Not even the best people that have ever gone through this industry. So like, what can I do better? Like, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, like I, I, I appreciate all the, the the sentimental, like telling me that I'm, that it was a good match and it was good, whatever. But at the same time, it's like, I don't feel like you're helping me by just telling me that I want you to tell me what I need to do better. And that's something that I always try to do with other people. And sometimes I can be afraid to hurt feelings, but other times I'm just like blunt and to the point. Cause like, we're not going to get better if we just tell people, Oh yeah, like it was good. Like, good job. Like, no, there's, there's things we can all improve on. And if we're just telling people, yeah, no, you're, you're doing great. Then it's not really helping anybody. No, you definitely have a point there. And it's one of those things that like, I hear that a lot from a lot of other veterans. Cause like the one thing I do ask is I always ask for criticism. And uh, one of my favorite people, O'Shea Edwards, like I, I will send him a match and be like, dude, make me hate this match. Cause it's something that he does. And we're talking about a guy that's been an ROH. He's looking to keep progressing mm-hmm. and keep, keep, keep getting better. He's gone international. You know, like he, he works everywhere. And he tells his friends like, Hey, make me hate this match. And then they send him back to his match. And, and then he's just like, this match sucked, even though it's one of his favorite matches. And so like, I like that same thing where I'm like, yo, I'm open to criticism. Cause at the end of the day, the one thing that you're going to do is you're going to help me get better and you can nitpick the shit out of it. And like, yeah. he talked at the wrestling open. That was the first thing I asked you. I was like, how was the match? And you were like, it's okay. I was like, bet. What can I do to work on? And we talked about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's one of those things that, and it, I wasn't afraid that you were going to hurt my feelings because at the end of the day, I was like, this is a person who cares a lot, who will definitely look to help, like give advice. And he understands that I'm asking for that help. So at the end, of, I was like, there's nothing wrong with it. And I just think it's funny how no. people will get in their feelings and be like, Mer. because that sometimes, well, the thing is, sometimes people like, they don't go asking for thoughts for the right reasons. They go looking for like, they're trying to fish for compliments. It's another form of just fishing for compliments. Yeah. Like if that's what you're looking for, I'm sorry, you're in the wrong business because if there's so, there's so many people that are going to just like BS you and tell you like, Oh yeah, you're great. It's like, okay. Like I get like the intimidation factor (laughs) of it, but at the same time, Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> I just had something else go in, go in my head. Oh, uh, oh, my headphones. I think it was my fantasy football draft that I told you oh. I was going to be. <laughs> well, it's 7.30, so I mean, you know, right now. Oh, like, yeah, yeah that makes sense. You get that ESPN ringtone. Yes, that's exactly what I got. So um, this may be going off in my ears multiple times, but um, so sorry. What was I saying beforehand? We were talking about people fishing for compliments. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's like, I don't get it personally um yeah it's it can be like what are you doing to help yourself if that's what you're looking for but it's it's wrestling there's a lot of egos no matter what you're gonna like hurt somebody's feelings no matter what it's one of the things though that i think that people need to understand like if you like if you're asking another wrestler for how you did in your match understand that 
you're going to get your feelings hurt because that's they're just looking to care and like help you. Some people out there just be a dick and that does happen. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you're fishing for compliments, go talk to the fans. They will give you that ego boost that you're looking for. But don't don't go to another wrestler and expect them to be like, oh, yeah, you were perfect. Because one thing that got told to me, and I, I've taken this to heart, was um, if someone tells you to keep doing what you're doing, take that as an insult because that means they want you to maintain. He's like, but the caveat to it was, he goes, I'm telling it to you because you're still new to the business. But if you get into the business for like six, seven years and someone says, keep doing what you're doing, it's like, that's an insult. Like, you want them to tell you what you're doing wrong so that you can get better. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. That's the thing. So, like, me and uh, Channing Thomas, like hold each other accountable all the time. Um, I remember today he sent something to one of our group chats and he asked me like privately, like, what did you think? And I just told him like exactly what I thought of it completely. And it's nothing like, that's the thing is like, there are days like me and him, we, we get into budding, we get into budding matches and stuff. But at the same time, it's, um, we know we're doing it for the right reasons. We're telling each other, um why this is wrong what what you need to do what to improve on we know that we're doing it to help one another not to like demean each other and tell each other that it's like that we're the shits yeah and i think there's a there's a difference between showing that you're caring versus like just being a complete douchebag about it like yeah and and obviously because like you and channing have that relationship me and chaz have that relationship where i could send him a match and he'll be like hey man these are the things you need to work on and then he'll send me a match and I'll look at it and I'll I'll dissect it down too. And we even like we timestamp it. We'll be like, oh, at zero one six, at sixteen seconds into the match, yeah. uh, you did this. I would have I would have liked it if you would have done this instead of doing that, right? Yeah. And it's it's the aspect of like, hey man, like, because they give it for his character, right? His character is like the street he's the street fighter, right? He's just a brawler, and yeah. like he'll tie up and he'll do like all these cool wrestling moves. I was like, dude, but the way you put your character out there, like that's not something that you should be doing, but what you should be doing. And I'll tell him, like, I would be dirtying the water up because you're, he's, he's always booked as a heel. I was like, I'll dirty the water up. Someone ties up with you, gets you in a rest slot. Bam. Hit him once in the face. Right. It just establishes that, Hey, I don't want to wrestle. I just want to fight. And he was just like, I like that. And I was like, and as time progresses, yeah, there's certain moves as you get more familiar with certain places, like they're going to see you wrestle. And they're going to know that you can wrestle instead of just be the street brawler. And he yeah. was like, oh, I like this concept. So I kind of understand, like, where you guys come to and you hold each other accountable because, like, you know, me and the boys of pure ignorance, we have the same thing going on. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, it, you also have to look at it as a, it's a flavors of ice cream type of thing. Like, some people like chocolate, some people like vanilla, but it's all ice cream. Right. Um, I remember, like, I love the fact that you mentioned timestamps because that's exactly what Ryan Waters did to me when we first met. So I was like training at Taven school. And for those who don't know, Ryan Waters is uh, one of Taven and Bennett's like original trainers. So he knows what he's doing. And so he has a very different mindset from Taven, which I find funny. Um, but at the root of it all, it's like, it's still all ice cream. Um, because like Taven personally likes characters a little bit more. Ryan likes um like the wrestling aspect like the very nitty-gritty like old-fashioned wrestling type of style so neither one of them are wrong when they give out critiques they just give out different critiques for different things based on their flavor of ice cream and you have to look at it like that like i remember ryan just going 
Cam on one of the matches that I sent to him when we first met. He like he gave like timestamp, 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 and it's not like and a lot of it was nitpicky, but it was also something I needed to hear because at that point I was starting to get a little stagnant, and mm-hmm. nobody was really telling me like what I needed to do in order to keep improving at that point. So he, I mean, it's stuff like that that I I hate in the moment. There are points where I hate criticism in the moment but at the same time like afterwards i'm like he's right they're right and it sucks sometimes to admit you're wrong but at the same time it's like yeah you kind of you you need to hear it you need to hear it in order to get better so sorry man sorry uh uh but kind of jumping into a point that you made right i'm kind of curious is this aspect so Let's say you get some kid, right, that's been in a business for just over two years, right? Mm-hmm. And he comes to you and he's like, hey, man, uh, what are your expectations of that person if you, they come to you and tell you, like, hey, I've been, like, two years in the business? What is your expectations of that person already? I just <laughs> – I expect them to be able – like, willing to learn. That's That's the main thing and not have an ego. There's a couple people that I know that have complete egos and they think that they are a lot higher than they really are. I don't understand the mentality of it because they look like it makes them look bad in other people's eyes. If you're two years in and you haven't scratched the WWE, don't have, don't have an ego because it's all independent wrestling and people are interchangeable all the time. Um, if you come in, you're willing to put together a fairly basic match and you're willing to learn and listen to all the criticism, that's really all you can ask of a lot of these people. I know Top Rope right now has a couple of students that are just starting to get out there and Ryan instills on them to, to be humble, don't act like a bully, don't act egotistical, just represent the school in the best way. You have to look at it like there are a lot of schools around here, like New England Pro Wrestling Academy, uh, the lockup for a while. Taven School was up here, the King, uh, the Wrestling Kingdom. The students that come from there, they have to realize that they're not only representing themselves, they're representing their school. And if they have a bad attitude, then that means that that person could possibly be showing that their school preaches stuff to make them have that bad attitude. Um, sometimes people have to just leave their ego at the door and remember that this, at the end of the day, like you're interchangeable. You're not like the second coming of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. I feel like that's that's a great advice. And that's something like I took into account, like everywhere I go. Right. And it's something that I kind of learned from the military as well as learning from like just life in general, like when I was in, in, uh, college wrestling and stuff and I guess when I showed up to like the wrestling open, I remember I was just like, hey, yo, just shut up, eyes open, ears open, mm-hmm. and just do your best to just be like, I don't know how to say, just do your best to be like friendly and just be communicative and then just talk to people and just understand like everybody's going to have like their own thing, but don't like put out, oh yeah, I'm the king or I'm the shit. And I remember yeah. like right before like we even did the five minute matches, right? Like Evander James, God bless him because he is amazing. And then uh, Diego and I, we were all, like, in the ring, and we were all just rolling and just working on mm-hmm. stuff. And it was so crazy because, like, Evander was asking if I could do certain things, and I was like, I don't know. I've never tried that before. He's like, well, I don't want you to try it now. 
because we're here in front of the promoter and I don't want you to look bad in front of the promoter. And I thought that was a great thing that he said. But I was like, no, 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 let me go ahead and try. And so we were working on different things and then they were showing me different things to work on too. And I was like, bro, like I appreciate this so much more than what you know. I was like, I understand that the promoter's right there and he's looking at me. And if I look bad, I look bad. But I just want to say thank you because like at the end of the day, I, I can come back in a few months and because of the things that I was learning with you, I'll be able to apply that and get better. Yeah. So I was never, I, I guess when I sat back and I just listened and I was just trying to understand and interpret everything that was going on, it was just, it was crazy because I was like, I really appreciate like this quick lesson that I was just getting. And I was like, damn, I, I love this. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too, is like, there's no, there's nothing wrong with saying no. I, I remember a couple months ago, um, I wrestled Casey Navarro for the first time. And he mentioned something to me. Um, he mentioned one move or whatever. I was like, I'll be honest. I don't like, I don't post much for people. Like I don't like pick a lot of people up. That's just like, if we haven't practiced it, I, this is your first match here. I don't want to say, yeah, let's do a move and then have it look like shit and then make you look like shit in the process. Especially when this is your first impression to a lot of people. That's like just my mentality with everything at this point. It's like there's people like there's a lot of people that are selfish and just care about like what they look like. I care about like the match and how um my opponent looks because if my I make my opponent look good, that makes my opponent happy. And that's really something that, <laughs> that I care about. Um I don't want people looking like shit out there. That's like my main thing. <laughs> No, and that's massive though, man. It's just like that's the one thing I like about you too is that you're always like you're you're so willing to like give and let people understand like, hey man, like these are this is everything that's going on. I want to have a great match with you. I don't want you to look like shit. And then the other part too is like you just said like you knew kind of like your limitations and you kind of like let people know like, hey, this isn't this is something that's gonna work out. Like yeah. I learned that lesson the hard way. I ain't on the front because at the open <laughs> in the practice match, a move that I was like not too familiar with taking, like I took for the first, I took for the second time actually because I took it earlier in the day in practice, and it went fairly well. And the second time, mm, not so much. But I was glad that the person I was working with, with the Vander man, like he's such a professional, like he took care of me, and I did my best to like you know make sure I was laying on my back, but. It was a lot of people came up to me and they're like, dude, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm great. Like, it just, you know, I, it didn't even suck as a bump. It just was something that it just looked really It looked fun. ugly. <laughs> it yeah, did. I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's just going to happen. Like, the thing is, like, you at least practiced it. And, like, you, can you felt confident enough. And you felt confident enough to do it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just sometimes right. you just got to bite that bullet. Like, there's things like that that just happen. Is really the one thing you did tell me too, right before, right after you said it too, you're like, it's okay to say no. And I was like, yeah, I know. And I just, and I guess like, I don't want to say, it was a kind of an ego thing too. Like I didn't want to say no because I was like, it worked out the first time. I was like, it'll, it'll work out the second time. And it, yeah, it did to a point. <laughs> so it's like with stuff, uh, with like the saying no thing, there's just, I just put it into, like, my perspective on things. Like, I don't try to be, like, a dick about it. But there's just some things, like, I... There was one time I was working with, um... 
I was working one match and I remember something got called to me and I just said straight up, I'm like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't want to do that. And they gave their reasoning to why. And I was just like, I understand your reasoning behind it. I'm just, I'm personally not a fan of it. It's not my style of wrestling and I don't want to do it. That's just my, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I just, I don't want to do it. I don't personally like it. And at first they were not a big fan of that, but then everything kind of smoothed over and it wasn't really like a big, that much of a big deal, but it's like, you're going to have to bite that bullet sometimes and just like have to be mean because at the end of the day, like they have to understand too, that there is a person, there is a certain way that you want to be perceived. And if you're out there doing something that's not really you and something that you don't really want to do, then they have to understand that it's also like it's a give and take type of thing like yeah you can like this guy's gonna do all my stuff but the least i can do is at least not get mad at him for not wanting to do one of these things yeah no it, it's definitely important and like you said this is a whole give and take kind of place and so i guess i don't know it, it was so crazy because like that that day at the at the open like i i don't want to say i did badly right i definitely felt like the things were i felt like i did a lot of like i was, basics were were there but everything else like was just kind of lacking i think it was one of the things i was just thrown off because like it was my first time being there and there's everybody around the ring that's not something like i was really like used to and i just mm-hmm. tried my best to kind of like fake it to make it but it was one yeah. of those it's intimidating and i don't i think a lot of people don't realize that it really like you're in a whole different field right so if you don't know what to expect you go out there like yeah you can kind of get crushed a little bit but i was like i i i tried my best and then even like tyree came up to me afterwards and was like dude like why'd you freak out why'd you freeze and i was like at first i tried to play it off like what are you talking about and i was like no it definitely was it definitely was a different mentality Well, it, I mean, it happens, especially when you're, like, still newer. Like, it's the thing, too. It's, like, you see people, like, there there was a point where we had, like, tryout matches, like, every single week. And, like, you see, like, there are people that are at least coming there and trying. And that's the thing. It's, like, you went there, you did a tryout match, and you're trying. There's a lot of people that I tell, like, you guys should be going down. And, like, you guys should at least getting your your face out there, people, so people can see you. And people, like, and you can at least meet new people and network with new people and stuff like that. And a lot of people just don't want to go do it because they feel like, oh, I need, like, they know, they'll know who I am. They can, they'll call me. And it's like, no, no, I, I don't want people to forget the space. So I make sure I show it as much as possible. And it's, it's what's worked for me. And, like, I've had some small successes because of it. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, mean, I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah, you got to keep showing up. Like, and I know for me, unfortunately, because I live in Maryland, right? So that's an eight-hour drive down. And we were up there for the week for, because my wife's family all lives, actually, crazy enough, my wife's family all lives in Worcester, Massachusetts. So, mm-hmm. like, I was there, and I was like, I'm going to make this happen. Like, I, yeah. like... I remember, like, uh, my daughter was upset that I left because I was like, no, 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 I have to go to this because I have to at least say that I tried to do this. And yeah. fun fact, I'm coming back in December. 
there you go. <laughs> to do it again and, and to try. <laughs> and that and that's literally all you can do. When it comes to like like uh Maryland shit, the one what's the one company that I keep thinking oh Maryland Championship Wrestling, MCW, that's yeah. the one I keep thinking about. That's the one that I want to go down and and do. I just need the time I just need the schedule to line up. But that's one that I want to go and like at least show my face and because that that place is but I got like the same vibe as Northeast wrestling from what I've seen online. I haven't experienced anything in person yet. But from what I've seen, it kind of has that same vibe to it. That's another place I want to try and get down to eventually. Yeah. I mean, uh, Becca was just here uh, a little while oh, really? ago. She either, either that or she's, I can't. Okay. So full transparency for anybody who's watching this, we are recording this on September 5th. So it's either, I can't remember if MCW's had their show or they're having their show. But either way, she's on the card. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's like, it's because the funny thing was, is going up to the wrestling open, I was the first student from my school to go up and go and at least go try. Right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I've watched Big Trouble Ben Bishop like go up to Invictus and he got on the show, on their shows and like, he had a lot of fun. Obviously, he's been a part of like, the first one, and he's gone up and down the East Coast. And so for me, I was like, I want to do something like that, too. So I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make these attempts and get up there and do what I got to do and learn. And I think that was the cooler part was afterwards getting to sit, sit with Paul, sit with you. Um, mm-hmm. Who else did I talk to? I talked to a lot of people, and I got notes, and I just kept writing stuff down. And I was like, yeah, oh. That's really good. It, it really is because – the thing, the thing, like you mentioned, like other people that you like look at and you're like, I want to do that. I want to do these things. It's like between me, Channing, Waves and Curls, Brick City Boys, Love Doug, uh, Jay Haru. It's like all of us are like this like big group of people that are all on the same experience level and all work very similar shows. So we're all always on like a very healthy competition of like, okay, like this person's doing this. Like I want to do this. Like I saw waves and curls are going to black, black label pro. Like, okay, I want to go there too. Like, what do I have to do? And like, I, and it's like at the same time, you can't like compare your careers to other people or else it's just going to look stagnant and everybody has their own journey. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's not a bad thing to like look at your friends and look at people that, um, you literally like grew up in the business with and say like, okay, like I want to be on the same level. What do I have to do? What, where do I have to go? Stuff like that. Always like being around your friends and having your friends keep you in check is like one of the best things that wrestling has done for me. And it's taught me a lot about just like friendship in general and who like your real friends are. Yeah, so I, I bounce ideas all the time off of Chaz and Prince and Noah, right? So the boys of pure ignorance. But outside of that, like, I also talk with, like, like O'Shea. I talk to him, like, all the time. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll ask him questions. But he spit this knowledge to me, man. And he did it on the podcast, and it blew my mind. And I was like, I don't know why I didn't heard about this before. But he was talking about, like, in this business, you're going to have, like, a lot of acquaintances. But in that, a lot of acquaintances, you have people that's on your team. And then from there, oh, he's like, acquaintances, then you have a lot of friends. And then you have people on your team. And then you'll have your corner. He's like, and not everybody's going to be in your corner. So it's definitely important to like have like that network of guys. And I love the fact that you have kind of like your your group of people that you kind of like bounce things off of. Because I know like down here, like in the Maryland side of things, like I do, I have like, you know, Chaz and Prince and Noah. And I also have like Rico Hendricks, who's another good friend of mine. 
my trainer second who I compare I don't compare myself to him because he's done way more than I have but I kind of like kind of try to shadow whatever he's kind of gone into mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people that have been working in this a lot longer than I'm looking at and I'm like I'm gonna get there I'm gonna go do that I'm gonna wrestle at that place I'm gonna go to that place and I just keep picking at it I'm like I will figure out ways to get where I need to get to not really by any means necessary but I will I'll make the drives if I got to I'll go where I got to go I just like I just think that's the one thing about it is that when you have healthy competition amongst a group of friends everybody's gonna get better because they have to otherwise they kind of you know like you said they get stagnant and then you kind of just like cut them and leave them because <laughs> they yeah. got if they're not there to help you get better and you're not there to help them get better then you're really not doing anything for each other it's yeah that's and that's the thing too is like that at the same time it's like these these friends also have to like be honest with you and tell you on it honestly what do they think about certain situations because like i've seen it where like friends are just like hype men instead of like critics and you don't yep. want hype men you want critics you want people that are going to help you you want people that are not going to like bs you and tell you you're doing great they can give you like words of encouragement and everything but at the same time it's like if they're only giving you words of encouragement then they're not doing the right things that is definitely as true as it comes so it's kind of cool to hear that you know you have your group of guys that you kind of just like chat with and kind of bounce ideas off of to learn from i uh i don't know it's crazy because like i want to expand my circle out but i'm also understanding that like the group of guys that i'm with they don't necessarily some of the guys i don't say let me put this way some of the guys that are on my team, I know that they're not, they're on my team, but they're not really there. So I just kind of keep them like at arm's distance, but I'm also exactly. watching those stuff. And I'm like, I definitely see where you're going and how you're doing things, but it's definitely, it's interesting to like, just take a step back away from like everything and just look and you're just like, damn dude. Like, and, that, and that's the thing too, is like your circle is just naturally going to expand over time. It just happens. Um, like, I remember, I, I just thought of this, like, the other day. It was, like, I remember me and Waves and Curls went down to uh, Richfield Park, New Jersey. And we re- wrestled at this building that, uh, like, everyone jokes that every wrestling company takes place there. But I remember I walked into that building two years ago in 2020 with Channing. And, like, that was the first time I ever hung out with the Brick City Boys. And I literally told Ways and Girls, I was like, this is where I met the Brick City Boys. Like, literally right in this corner over here. And we just watched Bad Wrestling and laughed for a little bit. And that, like, literally, like, we just watched Backyard Wrestling. Like, it was awesome. And like, we were having a good time. And it's just, like, we, we, and, like, it's just grown from there. From them coming and helping out at Northeast. Northeast Wrestling. And then, like, we were always just, like, ganging cars and, like, driving places together whenever we could and it's it's just it naturally happens over time it just and then somehow jay haru got (laughs) got in on this too but it's just like we always it's just gonna come naturally the more you like look for things you're not gonna realize they actually already happened yeah something that i noticed too that's that's a wild thing it's nice it's a nice feeling because like especially like on days where you're all just like in the chat and you're all just talking and you're all, and we're all just like laughing and stuff. It's like one of those good feelings. Like friendship is like one of the best things that wrestling has given me is that I've made a lot of friends and a lot of good people that like, I love to death and I would like take a bullet for any day of the week. 
it is cool. It is cool to have like that natural expansion of like your circle. And then it's like, cause the one thing I tell people all the time, right. Is that the wrestling business is a lot like the military, right. Is that we're all like essentially after this one goal and that's to pretty much entertain, right. In the military, it's not right. It's obviously defend the country and, you know, protect freedoms and, you know, all that good stuff anyway. But with wrestling, it's all about like entertaining the fans. And so everybody's driven towards this one goal of like entertaining and being the best entertainer that they can be. So when you find people who are just naturally good people and then you want to connect with, you find them all over the place and they bounce the same kind of energy that you bounce out. Yeah. It's, 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 it is, I, I said it before. It's like wrestling. My, Wrestling has given me some of the best friends that I could possibly ask for. And I'm glad I have the right friends that tell me, like, when something works, when something doesn't work. And although there are days where I just, like, I'll roll my eyes and I'll get pissed, I know they're saying it for the right reasons, not for the wrong reasons. No, you're definitely, you had all the facts going on. But, hey, so we're going to jump into the third best segment of the Three Count Podcast. Now, you're probably wondering what the first two is. Well, we talk about one all the time, the Red Dots Power Rankings. You see it sometimes on our shows because, let's be real, man, there's a lot of wrestling out there, and I don't get the chance to put a top ten together anymore. And, uh, you know, the ten count, the three-count podcast, ten-count questions, which, obviously, this isn't that show. So we're going to talk about our other favorite game, which is pin, submit, and DQ. And uh, BRG, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off uh, three wrestlers or three whatever. And then you have to pin one, submit one, and DQ one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, All right. So like DQ means like I could hit him over the chair, over the head with the chair if I wanted to. You could do whatever you want. You could just DQ okay. that person, or you could just okay. like just count them out, whatever you want to. I got you. But, I got you. Okay. So let's jump into some familiar names of you that you might know, right? So we're gonna go with Stenson. We're gonna go with Danny Thomas, and then we're gonna go with uh, Chaz Evans. Okay, so I would definitely DQ myself against Channing. Definitely a, a steel chair over the head for sure. Uh, <laughs> Steve, Steve Stetson pays me a lot of money, so I guess I can pin him. And Chaz, I guess, just has to fall to the fact that I he, he got left out. So he's he's definitely going to be the one that gets submitted in this one. Bet. So we're going to take this over to another familiar world. We have got Captain America, Spider-Man, and Batman. Ooh. Damn. Okay. So, definitely going to have to... Damn. The, the, the least bad out of all of them is pin them. And I love Spider-Man, so I'm going to have to pin Spider-Man. I'm going to have to get DQ... I'm going to have to get DQ'd against Batman. Because I don't want to DQ myself against Captain America. Because... America, fuck yeah. That's, that's <laughs> So I guess submit America. That doesn't sound any better. <laughs> but, you know, it's whatever we can do. We can go with that. Yeah, so pin Spider-Man DQ against Batman and submit uh, Captain America. Bet. And so the last one that we're going to take is to another universe that some are familiar with and others are not. We're going to take Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Luke Skywalker. Oh, dang. Ugh. What the hell? This is tough now. Um, you know, yeah. You know what? I'll uh, I'll so 
<laughs> I'll submit Obi Wan in this one, and then I'll also say all the uh, the the line from Episode Three where he's like, "I have brought peace, freedom, and justice to my new empire." I'll say that while I'm submitting in. Uh, so I'll probably <laughs> pin I'll probably pin Qui Gon because he got you know he got dealt a bad hand in Episode One, so I feel like he needs the least worst out of all this. And then uh, Luke Skywalker, I'm gonna have to get DQ'd against because yeah. Yeah, and nobody beats Luke Skywalker, so might as well dip as soon as you can. <laughs> well, listen, man, those are all the big questions, and thank you for coming on our show. But more importantly, we got to let our listeners and viewers know where they can find you. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Victorious underscore BRG. Victorious, starting with a V for anybody that can't hear me clearly. Uh, Victorious underscore BRG, that's for Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all that stuff. That's something we never talked about. I blew up on TikTok, but, you know, we can do that for another podcast for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That. Well, there you have it. He gave you all his handles. And like every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take it home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents now entering 201. And I am your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. And by now, like I said... Every good Sherpa, like myself, has to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's in the ring. And he's sitting right next to me, the victorious BRG. And you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there, or you're legitimately following us on all of our social media platforms, which are right beneath us. You're subscribed to our YouTube channel, which is going on right now. You're listening to us on Spotify or maybe Apple iTunes or even, you know, Google Podcasts. Just subscribe to our channel there. Buy our merch. You guys see it's always there. It's hanging in the middle. And uh, you're doing all that, sharing with your friends, commenting, or you're really just kind of waiting for this episode to end. You're, you know, waiting for the outro. And then you're just choosing another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want you to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.